My name is Nicholas Kuhner, and I'm going to be running a series of podcasts on brand strategy and digital marketing. If that wasn't exciting enough for you, we've got some of the best guests in the world who are going to tell us some of their wins, some of their biggest fails, and some tips and tricks they wish they knew when they started out on their journey. So if you're in marketing or sales or anything to do with communications, this is the podcast for you, and I look forward to having you join us. Come chat with Nicholas. He'll listen to you. Then he'll laugh and then he'll cry with you. It's all in a safe space for you to speak your truth. Oh, come and chat with me. Michael. So, welcome everyone. We've got uh, Michael now. I'm just going to, it's Magrucha. Magruch. Uh, Magruch. Magruch. Okay. Michael Magruch. Yeah. Michael Magruch. Uh, welcome and thank you so much for making time to um, uh, to, to speak with us. Uh, I realized I haven't put my microphone on properly, so there we go. Maybe you can hear me better now. Um, and uh, Michael, much better, much better. I, I, I would like to uh, start off just by going through a little bit of your of your background. Our discussion today, just to frame it, is mm-hmm. going to be about a very interesting topic you brought up, which is um, on rebranding. So looking at how Twitter is rebranding to X, how HBO has uh, is mm-hmm. done rebranding to um, to HBO Max. So just discussions around that. But I'm interested in the artistic process that you could bring to this and your sort of out-of-the-box thinking. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I think... What mm-hmm. what we'll be discussing, and uh, it might meander mm-hmm. along a little bit about that. But why don't we start about with who you are, what makes you, and then we can delve into the marketing and branding discussions. Okay, and we can also we can do this anytime. You know, we can make this about the you know the rebranding thing that's going on right now, and we can do the other stuff later. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I was born in Vienna, in Austria. I was a sick child. Uh, I uh, went to school with seven. I could, I'm totally neurodiverse. I'm still am. I wrote six books and have the computer read it to me. I can't read books, so I wrote them though. Uh, I am um, completely not fit for any system because I, I work on my own rhythm. I'm, I'm, I work with my biorhythm. I guess you know I wasn't aware of that a biorhythm, what that is. But I live in the moment, and you know, I wasn't even prepared for this. And you just said, "Let's do it." I do it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm never prepared for anything, <laughs> and uh, that trained me to be completely not. Everybody is affected by system, but a tribe, right? Yeah. But 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 my system value is to have a perspective that helps. Um, systems see what they're doing especially the humans in the system because without humans the system every system every government every business anything is irrelevant without human so to exchange human now with ai makes no sense at all because systems have to live you know can only exist when humans work for them give them money whatever so if, if you give all the money to systems where the, where the people making money? So we are in a systemic insanity right now. Yeah. That we uh, that we realize that the world is realizing. It's not just Germany, not just Norway, no, not America. Everybody is realizing this. Yeah. And it takes too much. It takes too long to get what you want to where where you want to get to. So in the old days, you fill out one form. Now you have to fill out a book. 
and then you might not get the product that you want because somebody gives you a time frame and squeezes you on that you make the wrong decision. So yeah. systems are not here to support us, but we are still here to support systems. So go back to the branding. Branding. So I've, I'm completely self-taught. I have no no education. Uh, I I escaped into art because the only way where I felt humanly accepted is in a in a in a place where it doesn't matter what race, what sexuality, what politics you do. It's about the product. It's about the the play, for example, or it's about the painting. It's about the music. It's not about anything else. And if you are, uh, and I'm just saying, if you're a woman that plays a, a guy, because we can't find an old guy that plays the old guy. Yeah. This is a young woman. She plays the old guy. It, that's how we do. We are collaborative creator animals of nature. Yeah. We are part of nature. That's why we can yeah. save it. We, yeah. So go ahead. When it comes to uh, to art, and I think obviously uh, some of the best artists in the world have been neurodivergent, as you as you mentioned, uh, in this new era yeah. that we in this new era that we've got, where everything is, uh, we're looking to the next quarter, next month. It has to be done in in very short yeah. uh, time periods. How does this affect you as an artist? Because you have to make money, obviously, because you're not doing this as a charitable yeah. exercise. But you also want to create uh, something, and, I, and, and you said something very interesting in one of your quotes here, it was actually from Robert Evans, where he said, we don't strive for commercial, we went for original. We fell on our asses on some of them, but we also touched magic. How do, how do you touch magic in an art industry where you have a budget and you have uh, two weeks to deliver it? Okay, so this is what solved my, 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 my book, uh, uh, Smart of Art. There's two things in, uh, in the art. And Robin Evans, uh, as you know, I worked with him and yeah. uh, co-produced with him and lived in his house. So uh, he was a great human, humanitarian. Uh, you know, I, I didn't like the, I always wanted to be a big producer and then lived with him. And then I said, this is not what I expected. Because he was so under stress, you have no idea what stress he went. Exactly like you and me making the paycheck. And there's two things. There is the art product, which is treated like a commodity. Like any business bringing out a new bicycle and trying a, a new bicycle helmet. We create art. Only we are attached to it because we're really trying to honestly make something very unique to us. And something that is one of a one. It's not like uh, a bicycle where I have, I have a million. And I think the magic comes when you separate. This is what, what was missing in the arts. The artists don't separate uh, uh, art creation and art product. The commodity. See, if I'm systemically working for, let's say, design company. And I want to create, let's, we're talking about brand. So let's talk about, I'm, I'm going to crank out a, a logo. So when yeah. I was young. Uh, the logo was uh, the logo was any brand logo was, I would say, a thousand, a thousand euros, a thousand euros to five thousand euros. That's what the range was thirty years ago. Today you get for twenty bucks. You go to uh, to any any of the. Uh, 
AI or even normal uh, engines and uh, on Fiverr, you get for $30, $40, some, some kid in Taiwan is going to crank you out a, a logo. Uh, do you have a discussion of what that logo means, what it represents, uh, what it, uh, how fast it has to be exchanged is another thing. But I have my logo, you know, Michael with that sideshow, I've never changed it. I've done mm -hmm. it once and never changed it. And and no, I I, I didn't want, I had no idea to to know it to to modernize it or anything because it's it's still me. When I look at it, I said that is me. I changed it. I mean, it's like the Mercedes star, you know. They're so fine. Uh, they changed the Mercedes star, but it's so fine and and I think it wasn't even necessary, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but they did because for print and and to make it more uh, you know more uh, stronger. But the magic actually happens when you allow it to happen and when you're not stressed. Because when you, the human is stressed, and this is what you have now, yeah, when I put you in a corner, you, you defend yourself. You're inhumane. When, when your financial needs, I put you in a corner and you, your financial needs are survival or not. How can you make a decision? This but, is why but, people but make Michael, such but, crazy but, decisions. But, but Michael, I must ask you, do you think Picasso was a relaxed person? Uh, was Salvador Dali a relaxed person? Was, uh, the magic sometimes, I understand that being in a calm space, so maybe it's maybe not, uh, uh, maybe it's uh, things like financial stress, the war, that's what, you know, spurred that beautiful Guernica painting yeah. on. Stress, struggle, uh, and pressure is generally what stimulates us a lot is that are you talking about perhaps uh, a different type I'm of talking systemic that? pressure I'm not talking, okay yeah, yeah yeah i'm talking i'm talking systemic artificial stress not ambiguity okay. so when i talk to you and let's say you would attack me right now yeah that is ambiguous you know it's that's a good stress because i have to learn to stand up for myself when you say you have to that, that, that or you or you don't get a paycheck that entails 15,000 things that I cannot pay the food for my kids. This is putting me that is not a, a, a an ambiguity that to jump in the cold water, for example. Yeah. Or to, to you know, ambiguity is good for the it's a good stress and and stress that is artificial that the system just made up. Yeah. You know, we feel that internally that's that's not good stress. Michael, that, that discussion about stress is a, is a very important one because I, I don't necessarily think that with deadlines and timelines that are being given by clients and customers now, that we are necessarily able to give them the value that they need or the kind of quality that we want. I think, as you said, these artificial uh, structures that are being put up are disadvantageous to to creating great art and great work. For me, it's a huge frustration. You spoke about um, those uh, uh, logos being a thousand, twenty five thousand. I mean, I worked at Interbrand, and uh, we created some of the largest brands in the world. And the brand manuals were two hundred fifty thousand dollars with a you know a rebrand process. I, I can't charge that now. Twitter rebrands that overnight with a X taken from, you know, stock art. How can you compete against that? And is he wrong using something that has before had zero meaning, but is now just 
you know, it's just slapped it over Twitter and there's a new brand. It is a brand immediately without the 250,000, $1 million, $2 million branding process. Who's right and who's wrong? It's not about right or wrong. It's, it's about, and now I'm showing you my, my superpower, okay? okay? So separated in systems, system, system centric versus uh, uh, human centric versus system relevant. In system relevance, the system has no feeling for anything. It's just about the system generating more money, generating stuff. He, he uses the system to make money because attention is everything. So the Twitter logo, the people that created the Twitter logo need systems, need something human relatable till it's famous. And then you can make even home box office, right? Became max. It doesn't matter because it's used for an attention grab attention is more now valuable than than uh, the fact that he made that twitter which is and i've heard a lot of brand managers and 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 and, and really the kings brand kings talking about if you give me 10 billion dollars and 10 years i cannot promise you to create a brand like the twitter bird and the, the, the name where yeah. people actually feel connected with it. So nobody can do it. Yeah. So it wasn't important for him. Elon has all the money, all the money. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it is not important for him. His brand is more, whatever he, his idea, ego is, is more important than that people got used to something, finally adapted to something. That's what I keep preaching. I said, you know, systems need us so much because if humans don't adapt to them, they're not right working because every human is an individual. Mm. So now you get a, a consensus on Twitter, you know, on that bird, on that thing and what it stands for. In addition, every news, it, it got so in, uh, embraced that logo. Yeah, I'm not saying the value of the company, but I'm saying you got so embraced by humanity, which that is really the value. If humans yeah. don't embrace you, you can have to, I know this from an artist. If you create the best work and you and I say, man, Michael, we did the greatest piece of art and, and people love it. They say, you guys are the best in the world. And tomorrow somebody else comes and we're the worst. So yeah. it's the human to have the human connection, not because, because what attention is, is to that people look at you. But what is in nature attention? What yeah. is what, what happens in nature? In nature attention is either I want to meet with you, I want to connect, <laughs> or I want or, or I growl at you, say get away, danger. Yeah. So that's attention. Yeah. When you have attention, always look at me, look at me, look at me, we are better, whatever. And it never leads to something that our natural instincts are disrupted without us think that's why everybody's talking about disruption i said disruption is destruction if you don't know what to build yeah well you know, it's like obama said uh, obama said you know uh what did he say choice or what what was this the the, the work i said uh uh, uh not dream what was the word I, hope ho no. yeah hope he changed that was one no, word hope. change 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 i said change, change. what it's yeah. like disrupting <laughs> to what? Yeah. Give well, me a hint. Give me a hint. You know. Well, they like they like to keep it ambiguous because then you can you know reach 
everyone, which is why I think Hillary Clinton lost the last, well, the two elections ago. She tried to be for everyone. And if you try and be everyone's friend, you really are meaningless and uh, at the end have no no meaning for anyone. So, but your your discussion there on uh, systems and uh, uh, power regarding um, uh, regarding Twitter is an interesting one. We've we've had a couple of discussions this week uh, uh, also with other brand uh, brand gurus, and one of the things that people forget is that. Twitter and Elon Musk didn't come about out of thin air. They've been around for 10, 15, you know, 20 years. Brands take time to grow. And as you said, you can basically put an X over a bird and it doesn't lose its, uh, you necessarily lose its value. It could actually in, in, increase its value. So very interesting. In terms of the disruption side, and you're saying, you know, with hope and change, all of those um, uh, campaign slogans that we use. I, I teach here in in Oslo, so I teach digital marketing, and uh, I also do management consulting in terms of uh, uh, shifting brands' trajectories to from ten million to hundred million to you know billion dollar businesses. And I I thought let me try ChatGPT for building a course for me because I wanted to have a look at how could I use AI, and I thought okay. Disruption, and you spoke about disruption, Michael. I said, okay, uh, I'm not a communist, but I there are a lot of principles in Marx and communism that would work really well in business. So the whole point, you know, uh, self-reflection or self-criticism, I think, is an extremely important part of it. I said, okay, the National Socialists, they did something the, that managed to take over the whole world almost. What did they do managerially and revolutionary-wise that was good? What did Mao do? Uh, that was um, revolutionary and worked to bring up the masses and and create you know take the the most populous country in the world and uh, the old one of the oldest cultures in the world and turn it on its head. They destroyed everything. They burnt down churches, broke down mo monasteries, mosques, etc., and killed obviously who knows countless people. But they changed the systems and. Uh, I know this is a slight tangent and maybe a little bit off key, but I was thinking, how can we use these new principles, uh, these revolutionary principles in business? Because I think capitalism has focused so much on uh, everything to do with communism is bad they've, and socialism. They've neglected quite a few elements. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm working on a program where I'm trying to look at the systems that those uh, those particular systems used um, in a to, to to try and create uh, new systems in this AI world where everyone's got access to absolutely everything uh, at the um, at the at the press of a button. It's quite it's quite un, un, unparalleled. Yeah, but you have that in, in, inherently. You have that inherently. You have six senses. To connect to eight billion people in this world, you and I—if you and I sing right now—everybody on this earth will understand if it's a happy song or a sad song. They might not like it, but everybody understands it. So why would you go reverse engineer technology? It's like saying we are equal, and we are equal by nature because nature doesn't make mistakes. And when you look at zebras, they're not going to. Unless it's mating season, they don't care if it's a female or a male. 
that the Hebrew doesn't look at the Shur offense and go, oh, your patterning is not as nice as mine. We need to separate. The only thing we can survive this, I found through the art, through actually art giving me that answer, is making it, what is system relevant? Be aware, compartmentalize. Is this system relevant or is this uh, uh, human-centric? It, it, human centricity has to prevail because without humans, there is no systems. We created them and you know as a creative, you cannot submit to your own creation. You cannot build a vase and then ask her, you know, what do you think? Was, was uh, Michael's interview good or bad? It, the vase has no answer. It's like saying, God come down to earth. I say, I'm going to come down to earth to understand humanity. You created your, you, you, you never need to come down here. So this is what we do. We have the shiny object syndrome, uh, syndrome, right? We look at New York. We look at Google, Nike, all these brands and said, oh my God, I can't believe we created that. Yes, because you're unconscious that we are collaborative uh, creator animal by, by nature. That's why we love creating. You know, we love to tinker around. The, 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 the CEO that works 80 hours a week, what does he do on the weekend? Works in the garden? makes his hand dirty, works on his car, tinkers around, or is with friends. This, this, we are humans. We need to get back to the human, zoom out, not abandon, uh, not abandon system and technology, but use it to lift our human potential, which you are blessed with because you're in the Scandinavian, uh, Scandinavians are more human-centric anyway, you know? So, so you're blessed with that, but, but basically... I think that's the thing. And ChatGPT, by the way, um, has unbelievable increase on bad solution because it's self-learning. And we are baked in, we bake in, in our fallibility, our mistakes into technology. We're baking that in. And uh, I heard it's, it's going bankrupt. So ChatGPT uh, being the first mover in this market, uh, uh, obviously is going to have the whole world's eyeballs on it. So every little mistake they make, they're going to, they are the pioneers. So I, I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be too hard on them myself. Uh, Microsoft is also pumping billions of dollars into that, but there are a whole bunch of um, competitors coming up in that space. So I think uh, we will get a better version of ChatGPT soon. Now, but talking about, about the AI side, I purely see AI as a new vacuum cleaner or a washing machine or iron. I think it is here to make our lives easier. I think those that are, are concerned that it's going to take all our jobs and is going to make us irrelevant, absolutely not. It means more opportunities for artists. And I, and I think that what AI is going to do Similar to the arts and crafts movement uh, after the Industrial Revolution, I think we're going to see more and more people going back to their roots, going back to creating one-off one pieces, back to creating their own things, back to farming, back to, back to more authenticity. Because all that AI shows us is that uh, the, it's all of human learning uh, uh, is available to us all now. And actually, it's not that complicated unless you want to fly to space and, you know, do solve cancer. So there are lots of things like that. So I'm, I'm very positive on AI. I think it's going to take away a lot of work that we shouldn't be doing. Like you said, 
before you'd sign one document, now you've got to fill 20 pages, click 30 things. Perhaps AI can just solve, remove all of that for us and make our life easier again. That's so, what yeah. You're speaking for all the people because everybody that works in systems hopes that the system work to filling out a book is falling away. You know, that, that everybody hopes that. But I'm saying, remember when we got the PC? When we got the PC, what happened? What are you going to do with all the money the PC is going to make for you? What are you going to do with all the time that uh, PCs gives you? And it just made more, more work and more time because you got perhaps 20 letters in your company before a day, and now you get 200 emails. Yeah. And when AI comes and writes the emails, like thing, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have 400 uh, 400 uh, emails that you have to decipher because you think they're coming from somebody you know, like me. Well, you'll you know? just be and, using and so AI to I, read all your emails for you, so you won't have to read it. <laughs> And then the AI will respond yeah, to the AI. I, I Nothing will get done. Interpret it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. And we're doing, we, we're controlling the AI because we, it seems like that's where it's going. We need humans to control AI. That will take the most time. And the problem with that is people don't want to do that. That's, again, a system, making the system function. People well, don't want to do it. So well, if Michael, you have to control the work of AI, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to give yeah, another that, that's a problem. I'll give another example, which uh, maybe will highlight why I don't think we should be too worried about AI. Uh, Instagram, when it fa first came out, allowed everyone and their and their dog to take photographs and filters. And the world went from perhaps, you know, 100 million photos a year to 100 billion photogra photographs a year. Uh, and some people said, oh, well, the quality is not going to be as good. I think what Instagram has done has been fabulous for the, for the art world because it shows what is trash and it shows what is beautiful. Um, and it has it is improved art appreciation, I believe, or the appreciation of good photography, good shots, good, good um, uh, uh, setting up of scenes and that. So I think it's a positive. So the same thing with uh, AI. Uh, it's how you use it. So we still need photographers. You can still see the difference in quality between great photography and something you've taken on your on, on your iPhone. So yeah, very, uh, as an artist, uh, I'm I'm sure you use Instagram as well to showcase your work. But that's you're not getting paid for it, and it's not um, uh, you know it's not going to take away your li your Instagram is not going to take away your livelihood. I think uh, uh, Instagram did a great thing, exactly like you said. Let me reword word it uh, in how I understand it. It's aesthetic. You know, we all have an aesthetic muscle that's inherent in us. That's a part of our creator animal. And the Mickey Mouse that you liked when you were a little kid and the, the funny, happy songs, you now you listen to classical music and, li and read Brecht. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you, 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 you. you you have an aesthetic muscle that that grows that that gets appreciation from the more from the deeper from the more gravitas yeah and uh instagram cr is unbelievable in training that muscle uh i i i always say that example i you sit at uh, a turner painting at uh, in in london and you sit in front of this turner painting with this huge frigid 
when I saw that first, I had to sit down. I really said, now I know why these seats are in museums, right? <laughs> uh, and I was recently in, uh, uh, you know, like two years ago, uh, 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 saw, saw my friend was there and he made a, because he knows I like that painting and he showed me that and kids were sitting on their phone, absorbing that with like, that was no problem. They looked at it, then they went on their phone, then they looked at it again. They weren't like blown away like I, where I said, oh my God, I, this yeah. is insane. Yeah. And it's not that they're insensitive. They're just so used and they can scroll what they like. You know, our recognition time is so fast now that we can scroll thousands of pictures and, and stop what we want to see. And I think that's what uh, Instagram did, but also it lives off our, of this. It, I mean, that's a high price to pay because the, the people that are artists that were, that ha didn't have a refined eye, you know, the, the customers are now having a refined eye mm. and they say, I can, and I see it for myself. I see it for myself. I, if I can see it on Instagram, I don't have to buy it. I have nothing in my house is pretty clean and empty because I'm doing a lot of creative work. I'm creating all the time and I, I like the quiet space, but uh, I had always paintings up for me. I don't have any paintings anymore because I, if I have an aesthetic uh, uh, hunger, I go on Instagram or Tumblr, look at the, look at the art, uh, go on websites or whatever and feed my aesthetic uh, beast in me that wants to uh, that, that that longs for that you know well well so I, I think, it didn't do anything for business I think. well well i think uh, you brought up an important point there because i also i was a, a, a quite a big collector of art i was saying my youth not you know uh, about 10 years ago i yep. started collecting quite um, ag aggressively and it became more and more of a struggle for me to find something that stood out, art that really, you know, um, uh, made me stop, like that Turner painting. And uh, now the, the art that stops me is my children's drawings and my children's paintings. But I think your point, exactly. your point, your point, your point of um, scrolling through Instagram, getting your visual, your visual pornography almost in terms of, wow, that's so beautiful. I love that design. But creating it yourself, democratize it's, uh, Instagram or art has been democratized more because now you'd rather you could do it yourself or you can build something up yourself at home. And it has to your art, your surroundings change so quickly. You cannot necessarily get stuck into a 70s style, an 80s style, a 90s style, you know, a rocker, Baroque or Rococo style. I think uh, it's art has been democratized, which is good and bad. But that's the system that we're living in now. So how? So let, let, let me let me go to this now. How do you make money in the art world then? If, for example, say you are an, a customer. I mean, you're an artist. So, uh, but how do you get customers to buy to buy your art? What are they buying? Are they buying a square? Are they buying a piece of marble? Are they buying a part of you, Michael? You mean well? On the, on the, first of all, I don't sell any art anymore because because I, I mean only uh, if you I sell art only on I have no art left. All okay. my art is gone. I created. So uh, if anybody wants a piece of art, I have thousands of paintings on on my old Instagram. They 
took, but I, you can get through my Instagram on the Instagram, thousands of paintings. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in my sixties. So I have, and I did always was very diligent on making photos of my stuff. So you look at this and say, in this direction, make something for me. And I know this person, then I make a, a custom piece for them. I don't do, I don't do create something that you get it because I have done lithographs or, or, or even, even art. And I had like 75 pieces at home at one time. So I needed the storage to, to have my art. I mean, because that, that's was all within that evolution of, of Instagram mm. and all my friends have harder and harder time to sell art. Yeah. So, uh, when they sell something from me, it's always me. It's always from me. That's why I say you need to go so deep. If you have a brand, your company should be an, an expression of you because we can't afford anymore to do companies or brands or whatever to make money. We yeah. need to make it. And there needs to be a, a, a total reflection of us. And when we hand it over, we hand over, you know, we've done with this logo. We're done with what we want to say with this, with the, the language and everything. Then we hand it over and you, uh, that's all you can do. You hand it over and let it get his own life. And there's nothing you did wrong. See, this is yeah. the thing when you think you go wrong and then you go back into the past, you, you create it so that you are happy and the client is happy. You both, yeah. you, you never let anything out and the client and you are happy. And then you get it all and let it be. Unless you see something really that is, that you weren't aware of, but you le just let it be, let it ride. That's well, what that's I think. Well, that's uh, why. I, just... Well, that's why I can't get a tattoo because I always see something nicer the next day. So I'm like, I would never. <laughs> I'd be really annoyed saying, "Damn it, somebody's got a better tattoo than me." And the same thing. At least you can change your your wall art. Now, I'm not sure if you are. Uh, if you know, there was a bit of a uh, a brouhaha around the amount of money that was paid for the Nike logo. You know, the the Nike swoosh. Uh, I think yeah, the, the yeah, designer, yeah. it was a junior designer, was paid sixty dollars or two hundred dollars. It was a, it was a, it was a, a small amount, and people are saying, "Ah, oh, this logo is worth billions now." That person was badly done by. What would, what would your response to that be? She was paid for the design that she, that she made when before Nike was famous and so on. Uh, how much ownership should a designer have over a logo, and how much, and you know, based on what we're discussing now? How much is, you is the design like my, of a you logo worth? Like my answer, you won't like my answer. Go. I think nothing. I literally, I literally, I say you, the reason why is because that she could experience that woman will never ever have. If it was a woman, you said she, sure. Yeah. So I say it's a, a woman. She'll never have any self doubt in her life. Never. Yeah. She might <laughs> suffer that she can't replicate that swoop. But you will never. Art gives you so much. Uh, the 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 to to let we are all a, a valve, and the consciousness pushes through through us, and so nobody owns anything because it's just comes through us. I mean, I don't own anything. I just you you you. But I'm a, a vehicle to let stuff through and to constantly have good thing. I don't want to claim ownership for something I let through. You know. I want to, you can pay me for the, my ability to allow that through. If that yeah. you, you say I'm hiring Michael, because when I hire Michael, I can be sure all the T's are squared and all, you know, and, and all the dots are, are done. 
but you but 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 you but for my creation and and do you really care about your creation i i mean once they're done it, it, it the, the, the the wonder is the creation i always say milk the creation process of creation that's the real value and the people and artists just throw that away and say, oh, but my bicycle has to be beautiful or my whatever milk carton did I make is beautiful. It's it's forget it yeah. because you're not responsible for what I think about it. The Nike swoosh might as well. You and I would have loved the Nike swoosh and the whole world would hated it. And yeah. everybody likes X. There yeah. no, there's no right and wrong in this. You know, that's systemic thinking, you know, yeah. uh, going into the systemic thinking. Should you own that? I think if, if it was me and you, uh, people like me and you only, I would say artists have to be paid for what for the vehicle that uh, they are, for the shamans they are, they're what they let through. Yeah, they, they should be never need to worry about f food and shelter. No, I'm not saying make them rich, but I say no artists, if you are an artist, true artist, you know, should be paid, should, should be uh, have to look for money or thing. Because they make our world another place. I mean, there's, if there's anything, it's sex and and art that make you heaven on earth. There's the two things. What is and they come both are the, out of the same energy. But like you said, it's an a, a aesthetic orgasm. Yeah, it, it comes out of that. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. aesthetic orgasm. I, I like that. I think we need to we need to write that down. Yeah. The the contrast to that is the Deutsche Bank logo you know that slash in a square and i i remember uh, the i i i'm not i'm i i'm not the deutsche bank i'm not i'm not clear it's a slash it's a, i think yeah when you said slash and square but i i can't i can't recognize let me see if i can yeah have a have a quick look uh, at now the the interesting thing about think about thing about this is so the the Nike logo costs. Uh, I, I have to put I'll put up uh, uh, the correct number on this on oh, the screen later during editing. But if you look at that original Deutsche Bank logo, that cost a hundred thousand dollars, I think, and was done in half an hour. Mm -hmm. So you contrast mm -hmm. the two: who is right and who is wrong? And you know, again, as an artist and a designer, your value. He could get that was thirty years of experience, uh, uh, life experience, yeah. and uh, uh, understanding of customers, and he could do it. He could probably done have done it in fifteen minutes or five minutes. Uh, so he, uh, he he spent too much time on it, but it shows the value that can be ascribed to the person and the thinking process. So whether it's a sixty dollar logo or you know a hundred thousand dollar logo the business also builds that brand. And I think lots of people in the creative industry forget that as well, is that we are part of the system and we are one, we are one part of it. We, we, other people are responsible for nurturing and building, building these brands and logos, which, which is quite a, quite a fascinating, uh, fascinating process. Wonderful you said that. It's wonderful you said that because Apple, let's say it was just the Apple, right? Yeah. That, I mean, a lot of things have some simple, very minimalistic things. Apple is the whole culture. It is always yeah. the culture. Uh, so, so I. Um, that's why I'm saying, you know, it's not who is right or wrong. Yeah. Also, when we are we are the valves, I said, if you are a valve that is really clear, there's no sand in it or anything, you get the Nike logo. If you are a dirty thing, you get X because you force yourself to go to simplistic. 
because you are not getting that from plugging into the consciousness. See, and 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 if somebody is, uh, that's why you are so so uh, crazy about your kids' art, because your kids' art, it, that is a, a pure, that is so yeah. pure. Whatever comes in their imagination of a house is it's like off center, and um, uh, humans have blue hair and whatever. Their their observation of reality is so pure, even though their their craft is not good their skill is not good but but, but michael, the, michael, the expression, I, but michael you spoke about the the joy in the craft what to the the the, the yep. children's art they are told to use different colors use different um techniques use their fingers the actual end product generally is not the most important it is that process it is that enjoyment of the artistic process and you touched on that earlier and i think that is a great insight for designers yep. and artists, and this is, again, I'll bring it back to the arts and crafts movement where um, William Morris and, and, and folks like that thought that um, the industrial age with mass production removed all of that, um, cr the craftsmen and the craftsmanship in chairs, in wallpaper, in the daily things that we use. So they had lost all of their meaning, their background, where they came from, and you knew this was made with love. Nothing is made with love. <laughs> that comes out of Ikea, for example. Uh, you know, I'm sure that the, the original designers, yes, but they mass produced uh, and there's no love in those items. And I think people can feel that as well in art. And, uh, and that's why perhaps you'll buy a particular piece because you know the love, the, the experience, the suffering that we, or the, the, the place where you bought it, all of that has meaning in it and gives it way more worth than it's... Uh, um, in, intrinsic value. I think IKEA has the has the energy uh, is a, a conversion of this uh, Scandinavian en energy. I think the lifestyle, the humanity. I think the the the, the success of say, IKEA is the reflection of the humanistic uh, energy that's in the Scandinavian uh, people, and that's why people can humanly relate all over the world with that style. Because that's our language. That's what I said. We have yeah. six. We have six uh, yeah. senses, and we can talk to all these people. And you have to admit, Scandinavia has the best, most humanistic anywhere in the world, unless you're a Tibetan yeah. monk or something. And I don't think that's that. That's also systemic because it's a religion. But I, yeah. I think, and I think uh, it's not perfect, Scandinavia. But it is about we are we are set up to actually feel each other, think each other, be tactable, craftsmen, touch things. And in that experience is the knowledge, not what comes out of it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's not the product. Yeah. It's always yeah. the, the process. Life isn't a, a, an end point. It's not a final point. Life is a process. And when we're done, we say bye-bye and we go somewhere else, wherever we go. You know, exactly. it's not a religious thing. Yeah, it's just it's a process. It's it's yeah. it's wonderful. I mean, and then you get fulfilled. See, the fulfillment is the human centric. So for all your Scandinavian friends, success is system relevant with a goal to achieve or, or, or what we said, you know, every quarter do it more and more and more. But fulfillment is when you actually watch yourself creating this. Oh, I took this. Why did this paper feel so good? 
Let me check out why this. Oh, it was a 400. It was, it was a different thing. Oh, it was from that Japanese company. That's why. Yeah, because the Japanese, they look at the tactical. They look at, at, at the century, yeah, the, 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 the century yeah. uh, thing. That's what life is. That's yeah. what's enriching you. And that's what's fulfilling you, you know? Yeah. And there's no fulfillment in eggs. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, it's, it looks like a porn. It looks like a porn thing. You know, it's like a systemic sex thing, porn, you know? Yeah. Well, so, uh, yeah. my, my, I've been my, in my, Norway for about a year. Prior to this, I was in uh, Malaysia for four years, uh, a little bit in Taiwan yeah. and in South Africa where I, where I grew up. Uh, and being in Scandinavia has been a completely uh, different, it's like a, a, a fantasy land, basically. Um, and I've had my longest mm -hmm. ever holiday. I, I, you know, working in South Africa, you work very hard. In Malaysia, you work very hard, Asian mm -hmm. sort of uh, thinking and so on. But the work-life balance and the, like you said, craft and simplicity here in Norway and, uh, and making sure you get the most out of life versus just work, is what should be emulated around the world. And I, and I hope, you know, obviously it's a small country, a small population, very wealthy. And I, I wish that on every country, to be honest, uh, because life is, uh, and, and, and the way of life here is, uh, is uh, I think, very humanist, humanistic fo focused or human focused. So, Michael, uh, I want to thank you for spending, spending time with me. This is, uh, it's gone really quickly. I'm sure we could go on much more and i'm sure we're going to have another Anytime. chat we can this, this was great i really yeah. i really yeah. enjoyed it and uh, i think what we'll do is we'll drill down into some more elements uh, and go into slightly more uh, uh details on your books because i'd love to um uh, go into those in a bit more detail i'll put up some links to your books as well for folks to look at it but we'll definitely i think do a bit of a deep dive into that and some of the ways that you with your um, with your particular uh, working style or personality, have managed to get five books out pre-AI as well, uh, which is you know very complicated. Yep. Now anyone can churn out a book. So I'd love to go into your process um, and and just understand a little bit more about um, uh, your your creative style and your thinking style. So thank you so much. Mm, come chat with Nicholas. He'll listen to you. Then he'll laugh, and then he'll cry with you. It's all in a safe space for you to speak your truth. Oh, come and share with